0: trouble and worry in our health system. Uh, many survivors of cancer have to deal with psychosocial and physical issues, uh, but there are limited resources that limit post-treatment support. Now, the University of Otago Research Fellow in the Department of Preventative and Social Medicine, Dr. Jeremy Bateman, has been looking at this and is with us. Morning. Uh, kia ora, Mike. How are you? Uh, very well indeed. Thank you. Is this well known and widespread within the health system?
1: Um, I think there is uh, some acknowledgement, yeah, and, and certainly the people we talked with um, all agreed that post cancer treatment, or oh, sorry, post-treatment cancer care um, is a bit of a gap.
0: Is it a postcode problem that these the centralisation that we've been dealing with for the past year is going to address?
1: Uh, there's definitely concerns that it could be a postcode problem, yeah. Um, it, it does often depend on where you live um, and, and who your point of contact within the cancer care sector is, mm-hmm. um, as to what kind of... Uh, what kind of post-treatment care you can,
0: can get. Does centralisation fix that, do you think? Are you seeing any light at the end of that particular tunnel or not? Uh,
1: um, it's difficult to know, and, and I should add that the, this research was done in the context or prior to right. um, the current health reforms. Um, so, so yeah, I guess the, the next stage for us is to look at potential solutions to this problem and, um, and, and see so if, if that if the health reforms
0: are making a difference. What happens? What are we talking about here? Care required post-treatment? Like what?
1: Um, so what our research found was that cancer survivors often have a range of psychosocial, spiritual and physical support needs after they've finished their active treatment um, and that these can sometimes prevent month- present months or years down the track. So we're talking about things like um, people can have a feeling of abandonment after a wraparound service through cancer treatment treatment um, emotional and psychological processing and grief for their pre-cancer life, like they don't um, have that, that opportunity to think about these things while they're kind of on that roller coaster of treatment. Um, friends and family and colleagues often don't understand, um, so they feel quite alone. Um, they feel like they're abnormal, that they're, they're strange for having these feelings. Um, and then, then there are other things like physical issues um, that could range from ongoing fatigue, um, from chemotherapy through to the loss of a body part, um, and social issues like reintegrating back into the workforce or productive life, mm. uh, financial stresses if unable to work during treatment, um, travel uh, if you're living away from a main treatment centre, uh, stress on relationships, all those kind of things. And they can present well after treatment's finished.
0: So it sounds like everyone's gripped by the beginning, the diagnosis, throwing everything at it at that point, And then once you're done, you're out and you, we, we forgot about the rest of it.
1: Yeah, I think that's. That's probably a fair comment,
0: yeah. All right, Jerome, listen, I appreciate your time. Jerome Bateman, University of Otago, uh, with us this morning. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.